Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Isaiah 12. You'll say in that day, I'll give you thanks, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, you turned your anger away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. And you will, dwell, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you'll say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, and make His deeds known among the peoples. Proclaim that His name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for He has done gloriously, and let this be made known to all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel." Dear friends of Christ, uh, did you see that West Side Story, the remake that came out this past year? Um, it's, that, it's that song, that musical, uh, that timeless tale about two, a young couple falling in love from different gangs, and of course, they just want peace. They want a, a place to love. They want a place where they can live with each other and where they can live safely, and then they wistfully sing a song somewhere, a time, a place. There is a place for us, somewhere a place for us. Peace and quiet and open air wait for us somewhere, someday, somewhere. We'll find a new way of living. We'll find a new way of forgiving somewhere. Well, this morning... I proclaim to you that somewhere, our theme, in that day. Well, we all want a day like that, don't we? We all want a day where there, it's peaceful, where we find a place where we're safe, a place where we're loved, a place where we can live uh, in joy. We long a place that God made, like the Garden of, of, of Eden, when God put Adam and Eve, that place, that was a perfect place. That, that was a perfect place where people would have lived forever and ever in, in peace and happiness and joy and contentment. Ah, a place, a perfect place. But then sin, death, and the fall of sin fell into the world. And now sickness, sadness, and sin has run rampant in our world, and the world's not a safe place. This isn't a safe place. It's no longer a quiet place. It's a place where sin rules and unbelief rules and separation from God rules. It's a place of God's wrath, a place of God's judgment and His divine anger. And Isaiah talks about that in the chapter just before, in chapter 11. He gives us a picture of, of and we're reminded that God always destroys His enemies. He raises up nations, and they're wicked, wicked nations, to, in, to incur judgment on God's people, but then He takes those wicked nations and destroys them. God should destroy us too. He has every right to destroy His people. You know, God begins the book of Isaiah, Hear, O heavens, listen, O earth. I reared children, and I brought them up, but they've rebelled against me. You know, when I hear that how God condemns His people for their rebellion, I want to say, not me. I'm not part of that rebellion. That's what I want to say in my heart. But I know it's not true. 
I know I've broken all of God's commandments too. We all do. You know, think of the choices you made this past week just in regard to the first commandment. Did you put the Lord first in all that you did? In your worship, in your service? Above all things? No? Well, then you join me in the mantra of Lent. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Picture yourself tied down to a train track. Right? And then you hear the train whistle in the distance. And the train's bearing down on you. You can feel the rumbling of the track as it nears. There's no escape. You're destined to die. It's going to be gruesome. And you imagine the steel wheels crushing your body. Well, that's the way it is with sin. It crushes us. It ties us down. Sin destroys us. It puts us in a position where we have to deal with God's anger. Puts us in a position, our sin does, where we have to deal with God's wrath. But then at the last minute, at the last minute a switch, the rails change and the train goes by on a different track, then you're saved. Well, that's what happened to us on the cross. And that's why Isaiah writes, You will say in that day, you will say in that day, in the day of the cross, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away. West Side Story is saying there's a place for us, somewhere a place for us. Peace and quiet and open air wait for us somewhere. And I tell you that this is the time. Today is the day of the cross. Today is the day of our salvation. Today is the day of God's mercy. Today is the day of God's grace, of God's goodness. And it happened when He took your sin and He transferred it to the Son. The cross is your place. It's your place of rest. It's your place of peace. It's your salvation. And you will say on that day, Isaiah writes, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The full fury of God's wrath has fallen on Jesus. It's been diverted from you. That's such good news. You're spared. You live. Jesus was not spared. He did not live. And Isaiah tells us the punishment for our peace was upon Him. And Isaiah talks about a place. He talks about a day of peace. Talks about a time of God's love when it will reign in the people of God. Talks about how the Lord will provide salvation for people who are under God's wrath in that day. This is the day. Now Isaiah describes our salvation. Again, it's a peaceful scene. Wolves will lie down with the lambs. Leopards will lie down with the goats. Calves and young lions and a year-old lambs will be together and the little child will lead them. It speaks of a day when the Lord will provide a shoot from the stump of Jesse. That's from King David's lineage, a, a Savior, a Messiah, who will stand as a glorious banner 
of salvation, a cross for all people of salvation, for all people to look upon and see the salvation of our God. And this salvation is not based on anything that we've done or anything that we've said or anything that we've thought. It's because of Christ. Christ's love changes our lives at this time. Christ's love changes our lives at this place. Puts a song in our mouth. Isaiah sings, Behold, God is my salvation, and I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength. The Lord God is my song. He's become my salvation. You know, as a kid, I used to enjoy opening up Cracker Jacks boxes. And I didn't open them up because the Cracker Jacks tasted so good. I opened them up because I wanted the prize inside. My favorite prize? That little magnifying glass. Well, it was powerful enough. If you could get it with the sun just right, you could focus the ray of the sun onto a piece of paper and the piece of paper would smoke. That was pretty cool. But that's the way it is with Satan. And that's the way it is with God. God has focused all of his anger and wrath on Jesus. And he feels the heat for your sins, not us. And all the sacrifices of the Old Testament pointed to it. The blood was shed. The lifeblood was poured over and over and over again until the final bloody sacrifice of Christ. And that's why we're able to say with Isaiah, because blood has been spilled, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. You don't have to hide. I don't know all your sins. I don't know your past. But you don't have to hide like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden when they sinned. Remember how they were afraid? Remember how they ran away from God? We don't have to hide. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of God because of Jesus and what he bore for us. We don't have to torment ourselves the way Martin Luther did in the day before he understood what salvation was. He was terrified of God's anger. He was terrified of God's wrath, terrified of God's judgment. Until he realized salvation is a gift. And then Martin Luther proclaimed with Isaiah, Make music to praise the Lord. He's done wonderful things. And let this be known throughout the earth. Shout loudly and sing with joy, people of Zion. The Holy One of Israel is great, and He is among you. Don't you see, we don't live in hopelessness, though we live in a hopeless world. We don't live in fear, though there's fear all around us. We don't, we're, we're certain, we're positive, we know this is the time, this is the place, this is the day of salvation. Now ask yourself this morning, how much of your salvation is dependent on God? How much of your salvation is dependent on God? How much is dependent on you? Is your song uh, that you sing, uh, God does his part, but I have to do my part? Or do you sing a more confident song? Can you confidently say, surely God is my salvation? Therefore, I will not be afraid. This is your time. This is your place. This is your salvation. 
And what does your salvation look like? Well, John talks about that in Revelation chapter 7. John shows us heaven and says, I saw a large crowd. This is you and me. I saw a large crowd from every nation, tribe, people, and language. No one was able to count how many people were there. And they were standing in front of the throne of the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they were crying out in a loud voice. And they were crying salvation song. Salvation belongs to our God. Salvation belongs to our God. Who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Salvation belongs to our God. Salvation does not belong to me. It's given to me. It belongs to God and it's given to you as a free gift. What a wonderful blessing. And that's why you can be certain you have a place. You have it somewhere. You have it sometime. Peace and quiet and open air wait for us somewhere, someday, somehow. We'll find a new way of living. We'll find a new way of forgiving somewhere. Well, this morning I proclaim to you that this time, this place, this somewhere is now. And you can live in that confidence in the forgiving love of Jesus Christ right now as you live in His grace. Live confidently. Your past is forgiven. Your future is secured. And that's why we sing Isaiah's song. Sing praises to the Lord, for He's done gloriously. Let this be made known to all the earth. Shout and sing for joy. Oh, but Satan won't let you sing so confidently. Satan wants to take away your joy. Satan wants to take away your place. Satan wants to take away your hope. Satan wants to take away your confidence. He wants to take away your peace. He wants to take away your song. It's kind of like that dog that was found in California, still tied to a tree. His owners came home, found him dead. Apparently, he'd been killed by, uh, stung by killer bees and died. Satan is like that killer bee, except he wants to destroy your body and soul for all eternity. And Jesus has come to save it. And again, that's why we can say with Isaiah, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. And that's why we can see with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Well, today's your day. Drink from the wells of salvation. The well of His body and blood given here, shed at the Holy Communion, where you'll take His body and drink His blood for the forgiveness of your sins. Come and take from Christ the wells of salvation. Come to this place. Come to this time. Come to this somewhere. Receive Jesus and know what He's done. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.